Kitchen Radio on air on ACCC Community Radio every Friday at 5.30. Um, good evening. My name's Rita Katoni and I'm the host of Kitchen Radio. I'm here tonight with my um, guest, which is Rachel Fawa. Hi, Sorry. how are you going? I'm good, thanks. The, I'll just back announce that song. That song was actually Midnight Oil and it obviously didn't include Peter Garrett singing and that song was called Wedding Cake Island as a way of celebrating the theme of tonight's show, which is all about cake baking and desserts. And um, I've, I've asked Rachel to come along because she is an expert cake baker and an expert dessert maker. Would, is that a fair description of you, Rachel? I do have a few little fans that like the birthday cakes that I make. I think I'm still an amateur. I'm still learning, but oh no. I'm doing okay. <laughs> if you haven't, if you've been watching Channel 7 this week, you'll actually see Rachel on um, Zumbo's Just Desserts as one of the contestants. And uh, you're amazing on that. Your, your desserts are amazing, I have to say, Rachel. Oh, thank you. And what's it like? What's it like to have to bake under such pressure? Well, it, it is a lot of pressure because yeah. you have all the, the cameras on you. You have the producers asking you questions the whole time. So you have to talk about what you're doing. And then you have a time limit. So you've got this clock tick, tick, ticking by. And we're not just making cupcakes. No, we're not just no. making, you know, some chocolate chip cookies. We're making, you know, mousses and cremeuse and sponges and, you know, tempering chocolate and all of these, all of these things that, you know, uh, a pastry chef would do, yeah, and we're yeah. amateur bakers. Just we're just really giving it a go. So it's a lot of pressure, and then yeah. you're standing there in the middle after you presented your dessert, and my knees were like shaking, and I was just shaking in my big boots, just waiting for the judgment. So oh, it was very nervous. I didn't see that shaking at all. I saw the the, <laughs> the mermaid one. I thought you were really confident. Oh, yeah. thank you. Maybe they cut out my my <laughs> nervous shaking. <laughs> um, and so. I should say why why I've chosen cake baking is because I'm actually um, baking a cake for a friend of mine who's getting married today oh, wow. and so after the show tonight I'm going to go home and grab that cake and I'm going to take it um, over to the, the wedding celebration. I have to say it's a lot of pressure for me and that I'm not oh, don't yes. have a camera crew all around me so I can't imagine um, how hard it must be for you to, to be doing that kind of baking with the camera crew and you're competing with a number of other contestants. Oh yeah and anything can go wrong. Like yeah. What if if something doesn't set what if it collapses or you know it, it is a lot of pressure even to make a wedding cake that's <laughs> yeah, gonna it be is. it's a lot of pressure yeah, for me <laughs> all eyes on the wedding cake taking photos of it <laughs> oh we'll see we'll see or i'll be hiding in the corner <laughs> oh, i'm sure it's great yeah we'll see hey before we launch into the show i always like to ask my guests what they've been cooking this week or have you eaten any new foods but it's really have you sort of cooked anything that's what I call bragworthy that you're really sort of proud of or you thought was particularly good this week? Well, this week we've been having some viewing parties to watch the show. Oh, so fantastic. On Sunday night, I made some chocolate cupcakes with marshmallow frosting and all the kids were coming back for seconds and thirds and fourths because marshmallow frosting is, is my absolute favourite because, oh, okay. you know, it's a little bit sweet and it's... um. It's just really delicious. It's, is, it's is it a simple? Is it like a simple enough recipe that we can sort of talk about it later on, or is it a really complex macaroon type recipe? Uh, it does involve, you know, making a sugar syrup and whipping it up, but it's definitely worth the taste. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we might get to that later on. And so that you had chocolate cupcakes one night. So the show's yes. been on. It's been four four nights this week or three. Oh, we had it for four nights. Four nights, I thought so. So when yeah. we did the Sunday's episode, yeah. I um, 
made some macarons with ice cream sundaes. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> you do like macarons, don't you? Oh, I love good macaron. Yeah. <laughs> you can do all sorts of colours and flavours. So it's yeah. really endless, yeah. you know, possibilities. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, are all your kids friends envious of their mum, of, of you being such a good cook? Oh, I've had requests for, to get Rachel, you know, Isaac's mum to come and make a cake. Yeah. That's my son. Yeah, they definitely have a few little fans there. Yeah, it's great. In my yeah. son's class, they've been watching the show as well. And they say, I saw you on TV. So it's all very exciting. <laughs> well, I can say, well, in terms of what I've been cooking, of course, it's been this uh, this wedding cake. That's yes. what I've been doing a lot of that this week. And I had to do a, a test run as well. And it's been particularly challenging because I don't have an oven. I don't have an indoor oven at the moment. It's been broken oh, and no. my new one hasn't turned up. Yeah. So I've actually been cooking with a wood-fired oven outside so oh, that's a bit temperamental with temperatures it is a little bit temperamental it's got a thermometer on it but um it's still a lot hotter and the the cake's got a meringue base so it's i thought it would be really good because i could have the oven really slow and you could get that lovely you know with meringues are cooked in a really slow oven they get that yeah. lovely kind of crisp but it's um the oven's sort of been hard to to control I have oh, to no. say. but look it's a it's a um it's a cake. It's a cake for a friend and I'm sure, I'm hoping that she'll be pretty happy with it. I'm sure she'll love it. I wanted to mention that tomorrow night at the community garden there's a tree planting and curry night. So um, if you're interested in curry, just come along to the community garden. I think it's around about 6 or 7 o'clock. So why do you love baking cakes and desserts, Rachel? Well, I'm a creative person, so it's a great creative outlet for me. You know, you can make something from scratch, you can decorate it, and then the best thing is that you can share it with your friends and, you know, have a party and enjoy the creation that you've made. And what's what's your inspiration for your various creations? Oh, I have all sorts of different inspirations. It could be an ingredient I want to work with, or it could be um, a memory of a flavour that that I, you know, oh, used wow. to create something. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of inspiration that comes from, from each dessert. Yeah, wow. And yeah. are these desserts that you've created yourself? Yeah. Like on I've made a lot of desserts in my time. Yeah, <laughs> see, I'm such a recipe follower. I'm just so mm-hmm. in awe of people who create their own recipes. See, you know, yeah. People think I'm a good cook and I say, no, I'm just a really good follower of recipes. You know? Oh, well, you need a good recipe. Everyone has their favourites, don't they? <laughs> I think I ended up in Alice Springs because of cake baking. I visited a friend here in like April 2000 and I went and visited a friend of hers and her 10-year-old daughter was baking a chocolate cake. And I'd been living in Melbourne for 11 years and I was just like, wow, there's a world where, you know, 10-year-olds still bake cakes. I want to live in this place. And for me, you know, Alice Springs is a real sort of cake baking kind of place yeah well we're a good community where we love to socialize yes. and, and food's part of that isn't it yeah and sharing cakes with yeah. your friends yeah look i still i cook at least a bake a cake once a week for my son for to take for lunch and even if i'm on a reduced calorie diet i will at least have one slice of that cake just to sort oh, of it keep myself hurt, will it? <laughs> it will it will <laughs> will but i still do it like there's some interesting things about baking in Alice Springs in this desert climate. It can be really challenging. What are some of the challenges that you've come across in terms of baking here? Well, the extreme heat isn't good for butter and buttercream and um, also fondant because the air is so dry. You have to work really quick, quickly so the fondant doesn't crack. So I do when I do fondant work, I either just do it really quickly or... Um, 
I try and avoid fondant cakes at the moment. And what about tempering chocolate? Is that a challenge in this environment as well? Oh, definitely, because you need to get the chocolate to a certain temperature. So if the room is higher than the temperature that you're trying to get your chocolate, that's it. That's hard too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere that in um, really high altitudes, you have to actually adjust your recipes a little bit. So actually put in um, um, more liquid and less flour. But we don't have a really high altitude here. So I don't think that's a major yeah, problem. That's not, just the heat is the problem for us. The heat is the problem. And then also then how do you transport a cake? I've got oh, to transport yes. the cake this afternoon. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do I transport you know a cake which has got like orange mousse and white chocolate ganache on it that is very nerve-wracking when you're trying to carry this cake and usually cakes are quite heavy too if you've got a lot of layers or if it's quite dense yeah i made a cake last summer in december for my niece and it was kind of like a unicorn cake with all the buttercream swirls but it was a horse and the poor horse um the front of its mane where its hair was started to kind of creep lower and lower as it got too hot because they live just out of town so it's a little further to drive and so I had to quickly you know put it in the fridge as quick as I could and then pipe a little bit more on top to kind of hide it (laughs) well I've decided tonight I'm going I'm I'm going to actually finish off the icing where I'm going because I think it's too nerve-wracking to actually um, ice a cake and then sort of get it in a car and and travel with it but I have been thinking all week how do I how do I travel with a because it's like a three-layer cake so I'm trying to go for that sort of naked look there are some um, interesting trends aren't there in in baking like the naked cakes are a bit of a trend which are the, um, you know, where there's three layers or four layers of cakes and they yeah. sort of have got that beautiful sort of, what would you describe that sort of, the naked oh, or the semi-naked cake? Yeah, well, it's naked in the fact that it's just got like a thin layer of buttercream, but you can still see the cake underneath. So it kind of has a protective layer so it doesn't get too dry, but you can still see the, the layers in there. Yeah, I've read that you should do a crumb layer first. So you put one layer on, which kind of sets the crumb, and then you can put the second layer on over the top. Do you do that? Yeah, definitely. Because if you just slap the icing straight on, you get the little crumbs yeah. in your icing, and it just makes it really Yeah, hard. and it stops that really beautiful surface. Would yeah. you ever do a naked cake with a uh, ganache instead of a buttercream? Yeah, you could do it with a ganache. Okay, I'm just checking because that's yeah. what I'm doing. I don't maybe know a white, can. Maybe a white ganache yeah. more than a, a chocolate. chocolate ganache, yeah. yeah. So I've got a white chocolate ganache. Yeah. yeah. And I've actually um, used essential oils in it as well. So that's something oh, new, that's yeah, in terms of a way of getting a more intense flavor without having to actually sort of you know boil up oranges or um or or use a lot of rind that sounds fantastic could be interesting couldn't it (laughs) (laughs) so like i've noticed some of the cakes that um you've been baking on zumbo's just desserts have got some really interesting flavors in like there was one where you'd used lavender Yes, I use lavender in my meringues. Yeah. And you have to be very delicate with lavender because put too much in and it can taste like soap. Or if you just put just the right amount, it just has this beautiful floral flavour. Yeah. Um, and also there was another one where you were working with black sesame. Was it a black sesame cheesecake? Yeah, I did like a black sesame marble cheesecake. And it has the sesame has like a nutty flavour. So it's more kind of like a, a savoury than sweet flavour, yeah. which is good to balance out because often... Often they say, oh, your dessert is so sweet and you don't want sickly sweet. So if you add a bit of savoury flavour in there, it kind of balances things out. 
Yeah, I thought that looked amazing and I would really like to know how to do the black sesame cheesecake. And for you, what's most important? Is it the idea of the, the, the look or is it the taste experience of a cake? I think they both play a really important role because at first your eye is really drawn into the presentation. You know, you, you're not really drawn to a cake that's, you know, lopsided and lumpy, you know, looking. But um, so first of all, it's that first impression that really needs to get you. But then if you taste it and you're like, oh, it's not as good as I f- mm. as it looks, then you're disappointed. So you really need to have that balance of presentation and flavour. And sometimes that can be hard. Yeah. Like, is there a starting point? I know for me, I, my starting point's always taste. Yeah. So, you know, I'll choose a cake because I want a particular sort of flavour or a texture. And then I go, how can I make this cake look good? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Would you – do you use that approach or – I think I'm more the opposite way around. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I really want to make, you know, a mermaid cake or, or this or that. And then I think, oh, what flavours shall I incorporate and with, oh, with the colours as yeah. well? Yeah. yeah. I think maybe we're opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any sort of really great recipes that you'd like to, to share? The, the cake I'm making tonight is a um, – it's a date chocolate and almond cake. Oh, that so, sounds wonderful. Yeah, so it's um, 250 grams of each of those dates, nuts and chocolate, and mm-hmm. they're, they're actually roughly chopped, and they're all local dates. Um, and then there's a meringue made with six egg whites and half a cup of sugar, and oh, you sort of really you know, whip that up to, to it's quite a stiff meringue, and then that's just folded through, and it's you know, baked for about 40 minutes at quite a slow oven. I, yeah. I bake it for a little bit longer because I like that sort of meringue. Mm. Um, and that's that's the cake. It's a really easy. It's more a tort, I would say, than a cake. But but it is a lovely cake to make for special occasions because it's not a difficult cake, and you do get a bit of a wow factor for it. Oh, it sounds like a wow factor. <laughs> I like it because it's got local dates in it, and yes. I've used local eggs and oranges. So that's um, mm. for me. That was like the starting point. How can I use a lot of local? Yeah, you got to shop ingredients. Local. You, can, you <laughs> have to if you can. Yeah. Yeah. What about that marshmallow um, topping you were talking about at the beginning? Oh, marshmallow frosting. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's it's similar to making a marshmallow where you put um, like a Swiss meringue where you put um, – you have your metal mixing bowl over some boiling water as like a, a steam. And then you heat up the egg whites and the sugar, a, little, a bit of glucose as well. And then you use a hand mixer and you whip it till you get um, soft peaks. Mm-hmm. And then you put it the bowl onto your hand mixer your mixer stand and then you'd whip it till you got stiff peaks and then you can add color and flavoring as well i added a bit of um um strawberry frozen what's it called freeze-dried strawberries oh really where did you get freeze-dried strawberries from in alice springs oh i found them at Woolworths. oh did you really yeah in in like the nut section they have freeze-dried strawberries and bananas and mangoes I haven't found freeze-dried raspberries. No, I've looked for freeze-dried raspberries yeah. and I've not found found yeah. them. So what I find it a little bit frustrating um, sometimes living in Alice Springs and uh, the lack of ingredients. Like I noticed yes. on, um, on on Zumbo's Just Desserts that you had a range of really beautiful ingredients like um, calibre chocolate, I think it was. Oh, yes, they were our sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful chocolate. Oh, um, yeah. And how do you find it, you know, for someone who's working with flavours, how do you find living in Alice Springs and having such a, really, let's face it, there is quite a limited range of ingredients here. Yes, that's true. Like I tried to find black sesame paste Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find it here. So last time I was in Sydney, I had like a kilo of 
black sesame paste in my backpack, <laughs> bringing it home on the airplane. <laughs> and then I have a whole a whole suitcase full of ingredients and flavorings. And you know what? I try to buy what I can in Alice yep, Springs because sure. I like to shop local. But if they don't have it here, yeah. I fill my suitcase up before I leave I interstate. Know. It's, it's, I do that quite a lot too. And it's the interesting point is what are the things that you absolutely have to have? And yes. is there a local ingredient that's equivalent to that? Um, like I had a recipe that needed to use inverted sugar. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you can make it yourself, but it's quite time consuming. What is inverted sugar? Oh, it's a type of sugar and it helps um, with the crystallisation. Like okay. you can put something in the freezer and it won't crystallise oh, okay. as much. Yeah, so that's an ingredient you really can't get here. So I used glucose, which I found was not the right ingredient, but the recipe still worked out anyway, okay. so that was okay. Yeah. I've since bought some inverted sugar when I went interstate. Okay. <laughs> what else have you travelled with? I like to buy little cupcake cases, which are my favourite, and yep. I fill up my suitcase with that. Yeah. I have, like, at least 20 packets of them so that I can... I have... My house is like, got different cupboards full of different baking things and moulds and flavourings and all sorts. Yeah, sounds like my house. Um, yes. When I had small... My son was smaller very much, so less so as time's gone on, but, but I can remember I used to always have gold leaf and silver leaf and things like that yeah. that, you know, you know you're never going to get here, but it's mm. always just good to have those oh i saw gold leaf here in alice springs at the catering shop near oh okay yeah oh there you go gold leaf in alice springs they have a few good little things there that's really good yeah i actually bought mine online (laughs) from thailand (laughs) oh wow (laughs) gold leaf and uh, silver leaf it's all being used up now so um any other recipes that you'd like to share tonight Oh, I do like a good macaron. Okay. Yes, I've I've sold a few at the Alice Springs night markets, if you've had a try. And the thing that I just love about them is that they're so versatile. You can do any colour, any flavour, and they're something that's not so easy to make. But no, once not, you've mastered yeah. them, they're just amazing. Yeah, and I used to make them, um, and I always made what you called a Swiss meringue and what I've always called like an Italian meringue without maybe the glucose. And I found if I used that that technique and that recipe, I had much greater success with um, macarons. But what what is your secret to success with them? Yeah, there's different types of ways you can make macarons. There's different meringues that you can make. So the Italian meringue or the Swiss meringue yep. are often more stable. Yeah, that's so why I used it. So maybe they're easier yep. to do. But I use the French method because there's less washing up. Okay. So that's just to put the sugar into the egg whites. You don't have to use another. You don't have to make a sugar syrup mm. or do anything over the double boiler. And they seem to work out great. Okay. <laughs> And any other secret? Like it's also quite hard getting, I think, the sizes right. Yeah, or do you I, find use, that I use a template. So I print out a template on a piece of paper and put it under the baking paper so that when I'm piping, they're consistent sizes. sizes. Yep. And also you need to get um, the consistency right. If you overbeat, if you overfold yeah. the macarons, then it will be too runny and you'll have puddles, but then if you under... Yeah, see, it is challenging. It's not just a could st- go wrong. straightforward recipe Oh, it's all. like a science. You have to write yeah. down the exact temperature, the exact yep. minute of how long you need to bake them for. Yeah, and you enjoy that? You enjoy that sort of really detailed cooking? 
Yeah, I think I really do. I think I enjoy mastering things. I enjoy the challenge of new recipes and just the the creation. Yeah. I, I love the creation of it and also the eating. Sure. But it is it is beautiful, isn't it? Like when you make a cake and it tastes good and it is really beautiful, it is a really nice feeling. There is that sense yeah. of creation. Yeah, you feel satisfied and proud. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm finding one of the other trends is the idea of using fresh flowers on cakes and yes. I think it's been happening for a long time but just it's more, you know, at the moment there's a lot of sort of websites out there with these beautiful cakes with fresh flowers on. Yeah. Yes. Have you used fresh flowers much? I have on a few cakes, but um, that's another problem, getting fresh flowers. Sometimes they can be a bit expensive. Yeah. yeah. And also you've got to make sure, I mean, I'm, you've got to make sure they're not poisonous. Yes. So well. you can't just shove a flower into a cake. No, you can't. you got to do it right. Yeah. And I've um, been sort of researching that yes. as well. So um, my understanding of the technique is that you actually have to cover them in a little bit of glad wrap and then use florist tape around them. Yeah. As well as have a little bit of wire and that's how you poke them into your cake so that yes. you don't poison your guests. Basically. Oh, yes, then then you'll be in trouble. Um, oh. I've been fortunate for the cake tonight to, to get hold of nasturtiums, which are edible, and, oh, and barrage, which is edible, and so our friend's roses. And because it's my friend, I know that they've got no pesticides on them. So, yes. you know, but you kind of have to be lucky to have those flowers in season. But otherwise, you just yeah, have to rely on what's in the florist or in yes. the supermarket. And, yeah, you do need to be careful not to poison people because that's not the intent of the cake, is it? No. <laughs> No, I think in Alice Springs, you just, I think we're a community that, a community that really, you know, we're, we're so isolated. You just got to do with what you've got. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to go with what you have. Yeah. Yeah. And you can often, that's often when things, you know, it's sort of necessity, you know, breeding sort of invention and creativity, et cetera. And you can often end up with something that, you know, might not have been what you thought you were going to get or might not have been the vision you had, but often it's something quite better and quite beautiful as well yeah that's true yeah. sometimes I have all these decorations and I'm not sure how it's going to end up but I just go for it and then have to tell myself to stop before it gets too much <laughs> um do you have any cakes or desserts on the horizon that you're going to be making in the next um couple of weeks because at the moment there's a lot of birthdays there's Christmas coming up there's weddings happening do you have any have you got any plans for any um dessert or cake baking in the next few weeks Oh, I'm not sure. I'm I'm trying to take a break at the moment. I'm all I'm all zumboed out. So you don't have <laughs> any birthdays, like kids' birthdays break. coming up? Or? Oh, not too many, but of course Christmas. Yes. I have to think of something for the table that's going to wow all the guests. Yeah, yeah. The, the expectation is going to be high now, like for the rest of your life, Rachel, you realise that. Oh, I know. Now they've seen me on TV and they know what I can make. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so I'm not going to ask you sort of how it goes in terms of the rest of Zumbo, but um, yeah. do you find it hard to, um, you know, have people asking you sort of what happens or does everybody know that you just can't give away that secret? Oh, there's a few people that are trying to, you know, coax all the secrets out of me, but, you know, it's a bit of fun. I'm, I'm saying, you know, watch and see. It'll yeah. be a surprise for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's, what, about four? How, how many episodes are there in the season? There's 10 episodes. Okay. So, so there's six about more halfway episodes. Through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're watching them every night. And what's it like seeing yourself on television and um, cooking on TV? Oh, it's actually really emotional and fun and nerve-wracking because you're reliving all of that moment 
and then you're wondering what are they going to show about me yeah because it's so much you can do in the edit as well yeah yeah. have you been happy with how you've been presented yeah i have been Yeah. yeah i think so i think it's 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 a very fun and positive and you know, just a great time. It's actually a nice show. Like even yes. when people get booted off, it's always done, I think, within a nice sort of framework. And, you know, yeah. even though your heart's breaking because that particular fellow sort of messed up his yeah. lunar rock. And that's, it, that's exactly on how note, we felt know? when we were there as well. Yeah. When we saw like somebody's landslide, we were all devastated. Yeah. yeah. So I hope the viewers, you know, go along for the ride and feel the emotion too. Fantastic. Oh, well, thank you so much, Rachel, for, um, for sharing all that with me. And I hope you have no lots of lovely cooking happening for you in the next few weeks and um thanks for those tips for me with my uh the wedding cake tonight i'm I'm going to decorate it i think on location and i'm I'm going to enjoy the process and hope that it doesn't collapse so i think i just might not just take it out till but you know the last minute because it does have a lot of an incredible amount of uh, cream Oh, yes. 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 Keep it in the fridge as long as you can. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to go out tonight with a dessert-inspired song and it's by Didi O'Malley and it's called My Favourite Dessert. Do you know this song? No, I don't, but I'm keen to hear it. You've been listening to Kitchen Radio. Thanks for tuning in. 